Okay, guys, today there's no intro because we kind of fucked it up. So welcome, Searching for Meaning podcast. Um, and today um, we're going to dive right into it. I'm going to start here with my quote. If it's the first episode you're listening to, we always do two quotes. So one of one I bring, the other Tiago brings, and then we kind of talk about the quote. And today I bring a long-ass quote by Marcus Aurelius. And, you know, like I was saying before the, we start recording, I'm really enjoying looking more at these quotes that, you know, you can't really put in an Instagram post. You can't really, you know, share it like that because it's so long, but, you know, nonetheless. And here we go. So quoting, enough of this miserable whining life. Stop monkeying around. Why are you troubled? Troubled. What's new here? What's so confounding? The one responsible? Take a good look. Or just the matter itself? Then look at that. There's nothing else to look at. And as far as the gods go, by now you could try being more straightforward and kind. It's the same, whether you've examined these things a hundred years or only three. And like this one for me, it's really about, so like kind of breaking it um, down a little bit. Um, so really the first part is just really about kind of trying to look at the problem itself, um, like for what it is. And like he says here, you know, um, why are you trying, what's new here? What's so confounding? The one responsible, take a good look. And here's really the one responsible. It's always going to be you, you know, the person um, in charge. And then he says, even after, you know, or just the matter itself, then look at that. And it's really about, you know, looking <clears throat> at things for what they are, you know, for what it is and not for, you know, what you think it should be or how it affects you, but really looking at things for what they are. Because so often I feel like the problems we have are, you know, multiplied and increased by, you know, how we perceive the problem and more than how we perceive it, because we're always going to perceive in some way, but how we think it should be. And, you know, a lot of times also feeling like, oh, but things should be another way. Um, I shouldn't be going through this. But at the end of the day, it's like you are going through that. And this is happening, you know, to you. So it's really about, you know, okay, I've looked at these. I know the problem. Then let's just solve the problem instead of just being, you know, complaining about it, instead of just being, um, you know, doing all these things we do, especially nowadays you can just go on Twitter and complain about your life. Like, oh, my God, uh, Joe Biden didn't give us the check yet. What is happening? It's like. Well, it is what it is. You Give can either complain about it or you can go try to solve the problem with what you have. And it's really, for me, it's really, you know, it's really one of those quotes. I feel like it's, you need to hear it when you're complaining and when, when you're like kind of in that men mental state because it's like, yeah, you can keep doing it, but, you know, you're not going to gain anything. Not only are you not going to gain anything, you're only going to lose because you're going to be stuck in that instead of looking at how to solve the problem, essentially. Yeah, it's one of those things that it, it's, it's very, it's oftentimes it's a lot easier than we think in our minds to, to do these things that like are kind of plaguing us. If, you're, if you have a buildup of tasks that you haven't, like you've been put up, putting off doing, and then you actually get to doing them, you, you realize that it's a lot easier than it's sound, it looked in your, in your mind. Because you're like, oh my God, I have to do this, 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 and that. Yeah. And it's it's going to be so difficult. I'm going to have to give so many explanations to so many people and uh, it's just, I can't do it. And then you actually like do one thing and like, oh, that wasn't that hard. You do the ne next one, that wasn't that hard. And when you when you look at it, it's all done. It's like, it's one of those things we really yeah. suffer more in imagination than 
in reality. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's all in, yeah, yeah. in, in our minds because once once we actually do things, like the the moment when they are hard is just like a fraction of a second. So it's not even like, especially if it's things you're afraid of doing. Like they only they're only like hard in a, this that split second before you say anything or you do anything, and the fraction of a second once you are doing it. After that, it, it gets easy, you know? You've already done the, the hard part, you started doing it, and now it's just, you just keep going. But it's one of those things, it's completely mental, how we how we create all these roadblocks and obstacles in front of us, when it's really just about doing these things without actually, sometimes you, just don't even, you don't even need to think about it that much, especially if it's something that you're afraid of doing. Like if it's, if it's something you're afraid of doing it, it probably helps you that you don't think that much about it. You just like, yeah, yeah, kind of just like count to five and you go do it. Because once you do that, I, once you give time for your brain to think, it only gets worse because your brain is awesome at yeah. rationalizing ways that, that it could go wrong. That's how we are wired. Like growing up yeah. in the jungle, that, that was really helpful, you know? You, you needed to be prepared for the worst case scenario. Nowadays, not so much, you know? What's the worst case scenario that's going to happen in your life? probably yeah. not nothing that's extremely bad so yeah and, and it's so interesting how you know how like talking about fear how it works as well how you know if you go ahead and just do it without thinking about it you don't even have time to process the fear but if you start like thinking like i noticed this like for example with cold showers not at this point anymore where it's just you know so routine but you know, if I were to, if somebody were to tell me like, okay, before you go in, you're going to stand here five minutes and just think about how painful it is <laughs> and how scared you are of doing it, then it would be much harder to get into it. You know, yeah. if you allowed for that kind of that time to, um, to pass, which is so interesting about the mind, like even that, the five second rule where you just count back. And it's so interesting because you notice, especially if it's something like that you're really scared of, like emotionally. Where like it's like five, four, three, like you feel that kind of rising, but then you do it and it, it's okay, and you go back to normal. Yeah. But if you don't do it, then that just keeps building and building, and then you regret, and then it's like yeah, yeah. a bunch with, of shit. with anything that's uncomfortable or provokes fear. It, it I think the, as the faster you do it, the better. Even when I remember when I started doing the cold showers, I used to like before going, I used to like listen to music, like kind of hype me up yeah. or something like that in the morning, and I was like. And then I noticed like I just it just got harder because it's like the mu the music finished and I was like yeah. I need another one so I put on another music I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. why am I doing this one day I just like went in without music I was like this was so much easier I wasted no time and it got done but once you the more time you stand there like right in front of your desk it's like if it's right in front of you and you know you're about to do it it's like the faster you do it the better you're just gonna keep there and you're just gonna stay there rationalize all the ways that it's going to be bad and. It's one of, it's like oh, yeah. almost nothing is going to be bad, you know, in our society. It's like and it, almost nothing you do except like for drugs and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing is going to provoke you like this amazing, uh, tragic, uh, like results, you know. So it's like we have so much unrational fear because of our the way our minds and our brains are wired, and it's really it's like the the struggle of life really is just knowing. Uh, that our, our brain, brain is still kind of dumb and sometimes you need to shut it yeah. down and sometimes <laughs> yeah. you need to turn it up you know it depends on the, the scenario but sometimes like you just you need your brain to actually plan stuff and rearrange your life and like think about the future what you want to do the plan the plan to get there but then when it gets to doing the plan you need to kind of shut, shut your brain off you know that's when you just like yeah. shut up and you enter the zone like like in the movie the soul movie you just get into the yeah 
the piano, the, the purple piano scenario, and you just do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and like even about that, the planning, it's so easy for people to, and this is very common, to always just change from, you know, let's say you set like, okay, I want to achieve a certain thing and there's these things I have to do. Like the amount of people I talk to and they just like, yeah, but then I set that, but then when the time came to do it, I didn't feel so good. So then I replanned again and I thought I needed another thing. And it's like, no, you just need to, you know, do the plan. <laughs> shut the fuck up for a second and just do the thing yeah. for, you know, for like some time some period to be consistent with it because i feel like if you don't it's just so easy to always be in this intellectual state where you're always planning everything and you feel like you're progressing because you're putting work in but you're not putting actual work in and also the the best thing that can happen is like people think necessary people think that they have done something and then they they, that's the the worst thing when people are like oh but i've tried it and it didn't work but you really didn't try it you know you had a plan for one month and you did three days and then you say like oh but it didn't work because I didn't those I didn't I did it for three days and it didn't work. And it's like that's that's so ridiculous because yeah. nothing in life of comes course in three it didn't days. Work, yeah. Nothing in life comes in three days. Like if you plan for a month, you need to do the month to figure out if the plan was bad or if it didn't work. You know? Otherwise, like what are you doing? Like three days if you're always planning for one month and then you do three days, this is especially like relevant in, in fitness. You know, if you have a plan and it's like for three months. And people just like keep, and I, I feel like people just keep changing it after one week or two weeks because they're like, ah, I didn't see any changes in my body. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to see any changes in your body in two months. You're not yeah. on steroids and you're not a pro athlete. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it works. You know, you put in the work, you wait a bit, and then after a while, you get it. And a while isn't two weeks or three weeks, it's like months. And yeah. people really confuse the, the, people really think that doing, starts of the plan you know the, they start the plan and then it switch to another plan they think that's the same thing as doing six months of one plan and it's really not because plans like they have a beginning middle and end and if you're just always starting at the beginning you know there's a lot yeah. of things in the middle and the end that are very important and you only get when you, you you only get those results when you get there and if you're always in the beginning yeah. it's like props for starting that's good but consistency is the the real game changer yeah, and I think it comes from the fact that the middle of everything, I feel like it's always the hardest part. Like, because the beginning, it's like, and I think you can take anything that does require that, that sense of completion. It's like, because the, the middle is always the boring part. The middle is the part that in a movie gets gets chopped up into a three-minute montage. It's like the, if you're writing a book, you know, the intro is cool because you're setting everything up, you're setting the characters, all of that. Then the middle is kind of the development of that. And that's kind of more... And then the conclusion is nice because it's like the the build up, the climax of everything. It's cool. Even if, I don't know, if you're cooking, you know, the beginning, you're setting everything up, seeing the recipe, the ending, you get the result. But in the middle, it's like the, the doing part. And the problem is that the doing part a lot of times is not as sexy as we would like it to be. You know, going to like the middle part of going to the gym, which like those months pretty much is like the core of it. There's no real end in that case. But, you know, just the doing of it, it doesn't really, I think, match a lot of people's expectations because they think like, okay, I'm going to go out, I'll bench press 16 times and then my chest should be <laughs> yes. bigger. And, you know, of course it's not, you know, buddy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in that, and it comes a lot of times, I feel like from maybe all of the times from, what's the word? Like unrealistic expectations where you think like, oh, it's in one week, if I put a lot of effort, the results will come. And it's like... They won't. Yeah. Like you need 
to put the time in. And it's really easy for you to think, like even conscious for you to think that the results will come fast. Even when you know about the specific topic, for example, like uh, I have an example that happened to me this week on related to fitness. So I am literally studying to become a personal trainer. So I know about these, the things that take time. Like if you're going to build muscle, if you're going to fix some injuries, it all takes time. It doesn't happen in three days or one week. So I was just like, uh, for the past few days, I was getting these pains in my, my shins. They're called shin splints because I've been running a lot more and uh, boxing and whatnot. So it's a lot more impact on your, on your feet. And so it provokes that. And I was like, okay, I dedicated one day. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, search on the internet how to fix this. Read some. Read some things about some people that know about this area. And I. I, I did that. I wrote up a plan, like exercises specific to, to treat this. What not? What not? I did. I did the plan. I, I. I. wrote it. Then, like for the, the the first day, I did it. I was like, yeah, this felt good. Actually, the pain like kind of reduced a bit. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. The second day, the same thing. The third day, I was like, I was having no pain walking around. Which is which is kind of was amazing. Like in three days, that's huge progress. But then I was like, I started jumping rope, and I was like, ah, but now the pain is kind of coming back. And I was like, eh, maybe I should stop doing this. And I was like, what, bro? In three days, you stopped the pain. Yeah. Now you're doing an eye impact activity. That's why the pain is coming back. And like in my brain, I know this. You know, you don't fix stuff like this in three fucking days. And but even in three days, I got good results. And I was like, ah, maybe I should. Uh, whatever, stop running or or stop uh, doing this yeah. heavy bag workouts. So I was like, why? Then I have to like bring myself back to reality. Like, okay, you know about this, and you're still being dumb about it. You know that these things <laughs> yeah. take time. You wrote up a plan. You're doing the plan. You know it's working because you're getting measurable results, and you still want to give up. So imagine what the normal person that doesn't know shit about, in this case, fitness, thinks when they're doing like that specific workout plan, and after one week they're still the same person physically. So I, yeah. I really relate to the like the difficulty of this. I think everyone does because even when you're educated about something and you know logically that it makes sense for you to not see results in the beginning, you still get this sense of that you're doing something wrong. So yep. it's really something tricky, but always like some, we have to keep reminders like somewhere. You have to write it in your wall or, or something like that where you see it all the time. Things take time and it's not because you're not getting results now that you're doing something wrong it's yeah it absolutely. could be but it could also not be probably yeah absolutely and but it's like one of those things because i feel like as human beings we, we think we are very rational and you know all the decisions we make are because we thought about it and it makes sense when in reality they're all emotional pretty much yeah. and so when that emotion comes it's very easy to rationalize like Oh yeah, but uh, three days maybe there's a better plan because um, I didn't even like running anyway. That's not what I want to do. It's yeah. like it's so easy to to rationalize all this, and that's where I feel like I feel like that's one of the reasons why you know people who stick with things the longest easy is because either it's because you know you really liked it from the start, um, which some people do, or because you kind of didn't put too much pressure on yourself in the beginning. You're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. And you just kind of kept at it or you know exactly what you're doing. Because if you're very serious about it, but you're a beginner and you don't see results, it's very easy to just channel that motivation somewhere else mm -hmm. after like two weeks of, you know, not seeing results and listening to motivational audios every day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, which also speaks a lot to the importance not gonna of come. actually enjoying the process because yeah. it, it can't be all be logical because at the end of the day, we're not really that completely logical beings. So you may know something logically. But if you don't like it, 
emotionally, you're not going to keep doing it. That's like yep. the bottom of the question. So anything that you're planning in your life, that's why we also always talk about not making things hard enough for yourself. Like don't make these extravagant plans to change your life all of a sudden, because that's going to be hard and probably shitty. So you're not going to do it. Do, do things that like improve your life, but that also you like them. And that's, there's a lot of things that do that, you know, if you just have the patience yeah. to keep doing them. Yeah. And a big part of that, I feel like it's just taking things slower in the beginning. Like if you're planning to go to the gym, just because the big part, I think a big problem is that people don't build consistency first before they try to perfect everything. Like if you go and you try to perfect everything when you're just starting out and you're not consistent yet, it doesn't fucking matter. If you do the perfect workout, but you do it once a month, like who cares? It's it's not going to give anything. But if you start building the consistency, maybe you just start off just doing I don't know, bench press or something. And you just do that because that's simple and you can build the consistency of going to the gym with that. Then with that consistency, you can start improving on the quality of what you're doing. And then it's much less likely that you will stop because you're already consistent with it. You're already, it's already a habit that you have. The problem is that that takes fucking time and people are not like willing to just take it easy for one month and then increase a little bit more. People want results like now. They want to start one week from now, want to be super consistent. Two weeks from now, want to be perfect form. Three weeks from now, want to be a bodybuilder. And it's like, you know, it, nothing that I can think of that is a skill works that way. It really, and if you look at people who are at the top of their skills, it takes a lifetime of constantly improving on that. If you look at the top athletes, they've been doing that since they were like five years old. It's not, you know, there's really no substitute for, for time essentially um oh yeah but do you want to uh say your quote yeah so awesome. we got my quote this quote is by anais nin which is a woman i didn't know about but the quotes really blew my like blew my mind so i'm just gonna read it life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage i think we have this quote in our page but it's from a, a while ago but it really spoke to me in a like in kind of a time in my life where i was like i was kind of putting off doing a lot of things because they weren't comfortable and like it was like, it was like small tasks but they were just kind of accumulating because they were like so uncomfortable mm -hmm. to do each of one each of them apart and it's kind of uh funny associating courage with doing these small things in life but it's kind of like it's kind of like what courage is resumed to nowadays you know you don't need courage to fight a lion or to go against the other tribe you just need courage to do <laughs> yeah. the small annoying things you know that's what courage is that's kind of the purpose of courage nowadays in, in everyone's life and it was kind of that, you know, I was feeling like my life was like getting, ah, I was just like, I was, I had this kind of voice in the back of my head always saying, ah, you have to do this, you have to do that, blah, blah, blah. You're putting these things off, getting into that loop of like, ah, I should be doing these things, but I'm not. And then once you actually like muster up the courage, let's say that, that way to do the things, it's like they take 15 minutes. All these yeah. things like they, I've been putting up doing for like two months, they take 15 minutes. And then I was like, well, now my life has so much more space in it. There's like so much yeah. more. Like I begin thinking, okay, now I have, I, I start thinking again. Now I have to do these plans for my future. Oh, let's start planning these things. All these habits that I've lost because of all the kind of preoccupation of doing the other things even leached into like unregulating my like daily routine. But once you fix the past things that's bothering you, you actually, it becomes so much easier to do the things that you need to do in the present and for the future. And I, mm -hmm. I was reading an, an article by Mark Manson, which he actually advise, advises people that want to like change their life in some, in some sort of way or want to improve in something. 
to always start by fixing the past, fixing the, the unsolved things that you have to do first before going into different things, because those actually take away a lot of energy from you. And now that I've done this, it actually makes a lot of sense because it's true. I don't really know the explanation for it, but it's like if you have these un unfinished business in your mind, you can't yeah. move on. It's strange how the, the, the brain works in that way. Yeah. And it's, I feel like those are also those tasks that kind of, when you're about to sleep, you kind of remember them and you get a bit anxious about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I had to like, I don't know, wash my clothes or something. Or, oh, I had to, you know. And yeah, I feel like those things, even though they may seem, you know, insignificant a bit because, you know, they take not that much time to do. I feel like, well, first of all, a big reason why we avoid it, it's, I, I believe it's we give the brain space to find all the excuses it needs, you know? It's like, for, sometimes it's just like sending a goddamn fucking email and you're like, yeah, but then I'll do it later. No, it's not convenient. And I'm scared of looking at the inbox and, da, 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 da. and then you wasted the whole fucking day to send an email and you didn't send it. And yeah, like you were saying, it's one of those that I feel like the reason why when you kind of do it, you're more free is because, well, in a way that was kind of, there was like an obstacle preventing you from keep going to where you wanted to go. It's like, until you solve that, th that she was going to be there. It's not like if you just forgot about it, yeah. it was going to go away. Yeah. So, it's like you're carrying weights it, with yeah. you around. So like and then when you just like, bye-bye. Yeah, and it, it, it really is like that. I don't, it's, it's really, and it's really strange how I think everyone goes through this, you know, and everyone kind of logically knows that. But you just you just forget what I was even talking to you about that. I was re reading a book that I always read, like at least mm -hmm. once a year, Radical Acceptance. It just talks about like, how you need to accept things before changing them and accept mm -hmm. the emotions within yourself, accept the situation, and then you can change it. And it's like, that's something so easy to forget. I Because I've experienced the the, the benefits of doing that. I remember mm -hmm. reading the, the book for the first time, feeling so well and getting so many things, good things done in my life. The second time, the same thing. But I always come back to it. And once I start reading, it's like, ah, I forgot these things. Now, yeah. and then now you implement them again. It's so strange how you experience these things, you know, logically and you f even feel it the good that yep. it does to you and you just keep forgetting them so it's, it's really it's one of those things that i don't know man it's like you just need to put a poster up in, in your wall or something yeah yeah as you were saying that i was writing here too because there's this book i love the seven habits of highly effective people i put a note here to go and reread it a bit because yeah there's things there definitely i forgot about um yeah. which yeah and that's why i feel like that's a good like um argument for because I get that, you know, there's a lot, people like to always be reading books and like reading a lot, but I'm not too sure if that's better than just focusing sometimes on just a piece of knowledge you know is good and just focusing on applying that. Because yeah. like, you know, there's, you know, there's this thing like people, oh, I read, I don't know, like 30 books per year or I read one book per per week, but then it's like, how much are you actually getting from those books? Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. you entertain yourself and you feel like you're learning new things. But if you don't apply any of those things, it doesn't matter. It's entertainment at the end of the day. Um, maybe you got a bit motivated or maybe you, you know, it helped you a little bit in something. But I don't know. I feel like like when I applied that book of the, the seven habits, I remember at the time I committed to just six months and not even read any other book or read but not even apply any. Only that. That's when I saw the most progress, I believe. And so it really, for me, it puts in perspective of, yeah, I kind of have to go find that book again because I know it's it's here, around yeah. here somewhere. Um, and yeah, just kind of go go over it again and really... Yeah. Maybe that's like really the way that you the actually knowledge. learn with books, you know? Maybe that's... Yeah, so let's say 
the norm for now for, for reading books is like it's like you said you read one book you think you've absorbed it and then you go on to the other one maybe that's the wrong way to do it you know yeah. maybe the right way is you read the book and then you read it again and then you take notes and then you they dissect chapter by chapter and then like maybe that's the way to actually read the book and we just don't know yeah. it you know i feel it, like the problem though is that because there's so many books there's a bit of fomo of like which book do i yeah. pick I'm, i'm missing yeah. out on books um but, sure. but at the end of the day though like how many books are really going to be like good books on one specific yeah. topic like, if you narrow it down to that that takes a lot of oh, a lot yeah. of books out yeah, of yeah, the equation sure. you know if you actually go like to the top books in each subject you want you know you just i don't i'm not saying you should only read those but like 80 it's like the 80 20 rule 80% of what you're going to learn from that topic probably is in that book yep or and you can say book you can say study you can say article you know whatever it is the top of the the food chain probably has most of the information you need to know then if you want to be an expert in that sure you go read everything else but if you're just like a normal person that wants to take away the key aspects and improve your life generally you know like maybe it's like that you just and you, you really want to do it for like with a purpose to change your life and improve things, it's not going to be for the purpose of pleasure. Like maybe you read yeah, books. Yeah. Sometimes you can read books for pleasure. You know, if it's fiction, even non-fiction, sometimes it's a good story and you're like, you're enjoying reading it and that's okay. But I think what we're talking about here is different. It's reading for applying in your own life. And yeah, for, for doing that, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it requires a different approach. I don't think you can read a book for pleasure and for the specific purpose of, of applying it in your life the same way. Actually, I'm, I'm getting to that conclusion now because that's what I've done always, you know. I just read the books the same. I just read them yeah. and then, I don't know, I, just, I expect them to have some effect in my life. I don't <laughs> yeah. really do anything concrete or objective about it. Then maybe that's the wrong way. Maybe, you know, like, I'm here saying that every every year I rewrite, I reread the book and I always learn the same lesson. What about just reading the book for one year and actually absorbing the lesson yeah. so good that... I don't need to come back to it every year, you know? Yeah. yeah, because if you think about it, the people who write books, especially good books, I mean, anyone can write a book, but good books that withstand the test of time are people who kind of, you know, studied that book, which is, you know, that wasn't a book. It was just what they enjoyed or what the they were pursuing. They just studied that very focusedly and very attentively. And so they were able to get all those lessons out of it. And then I, I feel like, you know, I truly believe it's one of those things that because there's so many, we don't really value them as some books need to be valued because, yeah. you know, there's going to be that top of books, which are like amazing books, going to change your life, but then there's all the others. And, and I feel like even bringing it back to the quotes, I feel like also it does require some courage, if you can even, even call it that, to commit to one and to be like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to be, you know, trying to consume everything at once because, That's really one of those situations where I feel like, you know, once again, when you're trying to be consistent with something, just committing to one thing, it does require courage because you're rejecting all other things for that time being. And it means, you know, you're closing all the doors of potential you have, except for this one and this one subject, this one thing you're pursuing. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's very scary. That's why most people just dabble around on different things. Why it's so hard to choose some things. Why some people, even if they go to McDonald's, they have a hard time picking. Because picking one means you're not going to eat any of the others. And that's mm -hmm. kind of... Yeah, know, and in that sense, you need courage for picking that one, you know? Because yeah. it's kind of... It's, commit, it's, it's you committing to one thing and saying, I'm okay with not... With missing out on everything else, you know? It's kind of, it's kind of a... 
a weird metaphor, but like it's for books, as in, in not in life in general, but you're going to need to apply that principle in a lot of things, you know? You need to pick this career option and drop all those career options that are in front of you. You need to pick this one person, like if you're talking, if you're talking about marriage, it's not necessarily that you need to do it, but that's the same thing, you know, you need to commit to something. If you're having kids, you need to commit to the fact that you're having a child and everything yep. else in your life has to change. You always need commitment for anything that's serious in life. If you're starting a business, you need to commit to that business and drop everything else that you're doing if you yep. want to be successful, probably. Yeah, if you're no committing, yeah, if you're committing to a workout plan, you're giving up all the other workout plans that you could be doing. You're always giving... Every decision that you make implies you giving up on every other, every other decisions, you know? So that's always going to be scary. I think that's also that's why it's so hard for you, for people to actually make decisions. Like actually important decisions, they are hard because they imply you actually uh, uh, assuming the the risk of missing everything else yep. for that one thing, and that's really scary for the human brain. You know, we always want to keep everything in in front of us in the table. You know, you want to keep everything in option because we don't want to risk everything in one thing and i'm not saying you should risk everything on one thing just like i don't want people to like listen to this and be like oh yeah i want to be a youtuber so i just quit my nine to five and dedicate myself fully to that i'm not saying you should do that but there comes a point in your life where you need kind of to make the switch and you need to be really focused on one thing yeah because if you don't commit to any of those you're going to be shit at both of them or you're not gonna yeah you know if you have some and i mean i guess this is only for people who have higher aspirations because i don't think there's anything wrong with just you know if you want to live a life of i don't know just having a farm and doing that and just be chill all the time that's totally fine as well but i'm saying but even that it requires you commit to that you can't be like yeah do that but then i go to her it's not gonna it's really not gonna work so as i see it i really believe that whatever you choose if you you want to drastically increase the, the odds of succeeding it does require you commit to that one thing and close, at least for the time being, all the other doors around you. Because I feel like at the end of the day, if you don't, if at some point in life you don't close those doors except one, eventually they're, they're you know, life will close them all to you instead of you choosing. Because if you keep delaying, you know, eventually you die and you never chose any of them and now they're all closed. And now, you know, you never actually went far enough inside of one so that the others would close behind you and you know as i see it it's much better to commit to one and and then fail at that knowing you gave it your best for how cliche that may be than to you know just be dabbling around in all of them i try a bit try a bit and now i'm 30 years old i'm 40 years old i never really committed to one and now i feel like i'm trapped in my life and i feel like there's nowhere to go so. And even if you fail at that, it'll be probably more worth than succeeding in multiple things. Succeeding, quote unquote, because you're going to have that much success. But even if you fail, like imagine all the lessons you learn from committing yeah. to just one thing. Even if you fail, all the lessons, all the experience, all the, the knowledge you get from that, it's probably still more worth it than having just baseline success in multiple things. Yeah, it's, yeah like because, I don't know, I guess it depends really on the person, but... I mean, for me personally, I couldn't see myself just kind of like giving up on on achieving things, achieving, like having some sort of ambition, even though, because when you think about it, a lot of people reach a point where they're just like, they do that. They go to work, they come home, they watch TV, and then again, and then again, and again, and again, and again, and again, until you either retire or you die before that happens. Like yeah. to me, if you, if you really think about it, for, because of how short our life 
is, like bringing it all the way back to the quote, it does take, of course, courage to go into to do those things. But like the quote says, life drastically expands by doing that. Because imagine the life of someone, and if even if that's you at this moment of you just go to work, you come home, you do nothing but entertainment until you go to sleep, you wake up and you repeat. Like, is that really how you want to spend the rest of your days? Like, we, you only live once for how... I know that's very, you know, that's clear as day that happens, but I don't think a lot of people actually realize that, that you only live once. Because, and not only that you only live once, but how short it is. I think I even said in the last podcast, like putting things into context, it's a blink of an eye, literally. It's in the general context of time, it's nothing. You know, everyone will forget about what you do in a hundred years from now, no one will care. So why not at least... I'm not saying, like, once again, not saying that you have to quit your job and go and start your business or whatever, but at least put some effort into things that are meaningful to you. Because otherwise, you know, one day you won't be able to pursue them anymore. Yeah, that's a good end to it. All right. So with that in mind, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.